Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today. Thanks for joining us. This is Unity Online Radio. The voice of an awakening world. This one is called The Plants. Take eight. Welcome to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best looking guys on the radio. We all know the funniest things happen when we stop taking ourselves too seriously and step out boldly, like Mr. Magoo blindly stepping onto the next swinging girder and falling into an outrageous jackpot. Your hosts, Daryl and Ed, are about to administer a refreshing dose of laughter and love that will inspire you to step out boldly and experience the funniest things. Now, here are your hosts, Daryl and Ed. Welcome to The Funniest Thing. Oh, yeah. Where each week we share stories about how stepping out boldly always leads to better than expected outcomes. Yes, it does. I'm Daryl. I'm Ed. And we're broadcasting live from middle school studios in downtown Culver City, the heart of Screenland. Correct, correct. Ed, what What was I thinking? Man, we ask ourselves that all the time. That's the name of today's show. As a matter of fact, what was I thinking with Will Rubio? Sometimes the thoughts we are thinking are not our own. They may have been subtly transmitted by employers and friends or constantly drummed into our heads by family members. Or maybe you've spent too much time on the social media, or as we call it. The truth is that we are more than enough as is. On this episode, Daryl and Ed remind listeners to trust in the magic-inspiring creative pull of life. When you do, you will encounter beauty, grace, and ease everywhere you go. And during the second segment, Smiling Will Rubio... Joins the show with all his chiseled features and kind heart to read and discuss the daily word, lighthearted. Wow. Are we going to jump into the breaths? Because we have some really good readings. Okay, let's do that. Oh, yeah, man. This show has been a lifesaver because all week, you know, I'm still uh, adjusting to this job uh, at the new school, right? You know, and in going into, I mean, I've been adjusting to this job as an educator for what? Uh, so I started in 1997, <laughs> 24 years. Um, but the idea is we get under these spells of negative thoughts, these limiting thoughts, these ideas of who we are, right? And it's tempting to get hell-bent. That's right. We get hell-bent on this stuff. And, man, the adrenaline starts to kick in, the fear, you know, I better do this, that, or I better tell this person that. And, you know, and it's... Nobody's going to step on me. This is ridiculous. But if we can find a way to recognize there's no really reason to get hell-bent. No. And these breaths really say it all. So let's take a deep breath to clear our mind. Wait, look how you wrote that. I know. You told me to write it like that. (laughs) 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 All right. We'll tell them after. We'll tell them after, right? Okay. Take a deep breath. (laughs) (sighs) There's no need to get hell-bent. I'm heaven sent. Uh, ah. There's no need to get hell bent. I'm heaven sent. Ah. 
There's, There's no, no need, need to, to get, get hell bent. I'm heaven sent. Ah. There's the angels. Singing. Yes. Thank you, angels. Yeah, Ed, Ed wrote. I'm heaven sent. S C E N T. That's right. That's right. And the, you either know, way works. And this is goes along the lines of the idea that we put talked about on the show, which is when when all else fails, and maybe before all else fails, remember what um, Daryl. Who was it? Dugan that told you your job at the when you were at the doorman job. Your real job, I mean. Oh, you mean when, it started when I was in the military. In the military, the, yes. Yeah, my, I got to remember when we say we're heaven sent. It, it help. Well, first of all, when I say there's no need to get hell bent, it, it helps me release and detach in a healthy way from thinking I, I got to, you know, I got to I got to do something about this when I'm feeling feelings that are not the best feelings to be doing something from. And I'm talking either fear or fear based right. anger, anxiety, frustration. Yeah, yeah I need worry. And by saying there's no need to get hell bent, I'm saying, yeah, there's no need to act out from that place. Right. And when we say I'm heaven sent, it's we remind ourselves who we really are. Right. And my friend Mike Dugan helped me when I was in the military and I was getting a little despondent about, wait a minute, I'm locked into this job for four years. Right. I don't right. think this was, you know, God's will for me. Right. And uh, he said, well, you know, you can go in there and tell them you don't want to be in the military anymore. Right. They'll be happy to let you go with that attitude. But, <laughs> but, but he said, unless you learn to love the job you already have, then you will have the same miserable job for the rest of your life. And I don't know why at 23 at that time, I didn't just say, stick it, old man. Right. And instead, it made sense to me. And I took it as my divine assignment. Right. And it was basically to remind myself that I'm really, in the reality, all of us are, God's ambassador of love. Right. So I started acting as if, I, you know, which we are, because when right, you act this right. way, things improve, conditions right. change. Right. So when I say there's no need to get help, then wait, I'm heaven sent. I got to remember I'm God's ambassador of love. And as long as I remember who I am and act from that frame of mind, that's when miracles happen. It's so true. I, mean, I think that's, I'm really glad you're saying this. This has really helped me connect with what the show has been about for me this week, which is, in education, there's so much. It's gotten so uh, paperwork heavy. So like, it's like litigious things, like especially in special education. There's like so much paperwork and so many deadlines, timelines, right? And it's easy for that to become, and for many people, that becomes like the the pressing priority because it's stressful. It feels real. There's like urgencies. It's you know, but this is all. It's just head noise, really. Right. You know, but when. What really makes for effective education is to do exactly what you said, is to show up and then be the ambassador of God's love. Because um, when I do that, I unlock the best in my students, the best in the parents, yes. the best in the people, the educators I'm collaborating with, the best in uh, the principal, the best in the custodians. The, and that is creating the world 
for these children. Our job is, you know, we're paving the way or we're helping them pave their way into the world where they're actually going to live. It's not just about filling your head with things. It's also there's these fundamental things about how to be loving uh, with people. And so today my mind was so uh, full of just worry about because I started this new job and there's this, that, and the other thing to get done on this like logistical level. But I just, I was so overwhelmed by it. And I, I literally, like, I was just telling God, like again and again, like, you know, I was just thinking God has ways I know not of. I know that when we do the show and I'm high as a kite, I realize like God is, will adjust this in ways that I can't see. I don't know how it's going to happen, but I was still having to take one step at a time yes. because my rational mind, like mine was rebelling even against that idea. But I, I did that. I showed up. I did what was right in front of me to do. I didn't overthink it. If I had, you know, like I saw a bunch of kids, I helped a kid work through some very challenging things. And somehow, I mean, there were moments where I really had to turn consciously away from like, I got to get out of here. This is, you know what I mean? I had to just keep taking one step at a time. And somehow by the end of the day, I told you about this. The last conversation I had was with the teacher who I share the classroom with. And it turned into like this metaphysical uh, funniest thing. They like, just like the show, I started sharing that we have a podcast. Oh, it was the funniest thing because one of my, our staff that works for us, uh, you know, with us and is an assistant had a shirt that said, be kind. And I said, you always have the coolest shirts. And she said, I love anything that's inspiring. So I said, oh, you should listen to our podcast. This is all the stuff we talk about. And then, then this other person said, oh, you have a podcast? I said, what's it about? And I said, oh, yeah, it's like a practical spirituality, uh, positive psychology. And then, then that led to so many – it turned into the most inspiring – like my voice came out free and talking about all the things that I love to talk about. She was asking me, how can we make the school better? And I was telling her – this conversation right here makes fact, it better. Yes. The fact that we're working together. That's amazing. You know, like the whole day. And then when I looked back on the whole day from that elevated perspective, that altitude is, you know, someone recently said they like to plug in altitude rather than An attitude. attitude. Yes. From that altitude, I had the best day ever. It was there, but there was a lot of chatter in there. If I had bought into the chatter and I had maybe gone home or run away or packed it in or stuck into someone or like curled up in a ball, I would have missed this amazing That's the day. Key. Oh my God. That's what the moment where I go, what was I thinking? That's just like over the weekend. I, I got to tell a quick story, but I want to read this because this is really, this is what inspired this show this week. Yes. It's a reading from a new day. Right. And all these books, you know, um, we don't make any money off the books that are on our reading list. We just found books that we enjoy that you may hear us refer to on the show. So we put them all on a reading list at DarylNed.com so you could find them easily. Right. So this one's titled A New Day, 365 Meditations for Personal and Spiritual Growth. Right. And on September 21st, it said, An especially gratifying freedom for some of us is to no longer is to no longer having to buy into the idea that we're not living up to our potential. Right. This message may have been subtly trans transmitted by employers and friends or constantly drummed into us by family members. For the most part, however, we were the ones who burdened ourselves with the notions that we weren't where we should have been, we weren't doing what we were capable of doing, or we hadn't progressed far enough. Right. The difference today is our self-awareness. Right. Now that we know who we are, what we want, and what our capabilities are, 
We've begun to lose many of our insecurities. We've become less vulnerable to outside pressure and are less likely to react defensively when people or our own self-destructive ideas try to convince us that we're not living up to our potential. Right. And this weekend, Ed and I gave the service at uh, Unity of the West Side. We were the guest speakers. Every third Sunday, if you're ever in Culver City, Unity of the West Side, uh, 10 a.m. on Sundays. Every third Sunday of the month, you'll see Daryl and Ed. Yes, and afterwards, I got hit with an email about an article that I had written that I was invited to write for a magazine. Right, right. And it had, you know, stuff in there that didn't seem to make sense to me from the editor, and she was asking questions and... It was super nitpicky, and it was clear that the person didn't really like Read do you. their own dil- dil- due diligence to like look up words. Just, that... just take a minute to like reflect on the questions that were being asked. Yeah, there was questioning of the valid the the validity of validity of some of the things I had mentioned. Right, and this is the kind of magazine that um, you've worked with past editors where like it's been when brief. they saw this type of column, they just lit up because they got right. it. You know, it's the type of it wasn't wasn't anything too. Like challenging to no. understand or no. be inspired by. Right. So, uh, you know, I, I was just like, okay, this is a lot. That night at about three o'clock, you know, I had to use the restroom 3 a.m. And then I couldn't get back to sleep. Right. I let this lady get in my head. Right. And I was thinking, you know what? I'm just going to pull it. It's not worth it. This right. is too much. Right. And then I go, what, what's the, what am I doing this for anywhere? It's just my ego. You know, I was really like right, right. Of think, course, thinking I'm doing like when I mean the right thing. Maybe I'm just doing these articles for my ego. And then once you open the door to this, folks, and I know better, and it still happens. I started thinking I wasn't living up to my potential, or I was just fooling myself about right. my potential right, in other right. areas unrelated to this article. But all night long, and this is the thing, I just kept. Turning it over, you know, going, bless this, you know, bless this woman, bless this thing. Imagine her, like my love going through her and circulating back to me. Right. I love that. And I felt, um, I finally fell asleep. And the next morning when I woke up, I was not a hundred percent enthusiastic at first, but I knew enough to just drink my coffee, not grumble and get my wife on board. Right. Yeah. That's another thing. You don't want to get. You know, because, you, you know, everyone who loves us will side with us. So you don't want to, you know, I knew enough. Let me just process this in the light of love and the things that we share on the show. Right. I did my morning routine and I'm letting it go. And what happened was I started to feel inspired and I started seeing, looking through the things she asked for. Right. And I found very simple ways to respond that, w- that I no longer had that animosity or malice, that right, feeling within right, myself. Right. So I started to feel enthusiastic. Right. And I sent it back. And I was also, you know, I didn't mince words with my response. You know that because I read. That's another thing. It's always nice to have a friend who you know is living this stuff, who you trust, who's going to keep you moving in a healthy direction. Right. Because, you know, before I sent the email, I read it through to Edward Right. You know, just to make sure I wasn't, you know, throwing anything in there, you know, throwing in little, you know, snide remarks disguised as something loving, you know. Right. And, it, you know, nothing there. And I addressed everything like an adult. And within two hours, 
she apologized for most of the stuff that was in the letter. Now, I was ready to throw this out the window. I was ready to not do this article. I was just going to respond and go, you know what? This is too much work. I don't, you know, I am so grateful because when it finally got done and I, and she was, she was able to admit some of the things were on her, like a lot of it was missing. Oh man, this is proof. I need a vacation. Yes. Her whole tone changed. Her whole tone changed. All I had to do was fix, just clarify two sentences as opposed to like me having to explain the whole article. At least that's what I was thinking. Right. And when it was all done, I was so high, just like you, Ed. Yes. Thinking like, this is the thing. We're saying when we come from this place and remember who we are, it doesn't mean we're not going to have these feelings. But, you know, the word responsibility, this is very important. When I learned what this where the origin of this word, you know, because a lot of time, you know, as a kid, you better be responsible. <laughs> you know, I never it was never shared with me in a way that it sounded like it meant. Right. It's not uh, it's, it's not good. it's not an empowering. No. Thing. Oftentimes the connotations of people who have really forgotten what it means. Yes. But I discovered that the origin means the, our res, our ability to respond from spirit. Mm. So even though my head, what are that, what was I thinking? Thank God, and Ed and I often say this to each other, just thank God our outward behavior, we we actually have enough responsibility to ourselves, to our spirit, the higher self, right. to even if our emotions are saying these crazy things, you know, we're f- like our emotions, but our thoughts are saying these things all based on fear. And we've said it a thousand times before, fear is an acronym for false evidence appearing real. But we know enough, okay, and we act in a loving but firm way in these situations every time. I'm like, oh, my God, I am so grateful Yeah, because I could look back and see how many times throughout the day, just even today, you probably can look back and see at any given moment you could have like went, you know, yeah. off, like, you well, know in well, a direction that in the past yeah. we know. Wouldn't have made things better. What was cool about your experience, too, is one of the things that uh, we talked about, it. I think, the day before you ended up doing that. And I remember remember you were talking because you had just gotten hit by it. And you were or maybe it was that morning. So it was some time. But you, you know, you're describing yes. how it was hitting you. And yes. Then, and I was feeling that. And I was going, oh, yeah, that, that does sound bad. That sounds terrible. And then we said what you, we were talking about things you could do. And then I remember I said. Or you can just realize this whole thing's not personal. Yes, yes, and, you got to share that. That was that helped the, too. You know, and it's just I forgot what the exact sentiment was, but it was basically that. Or we could just realize this whole thing is not personal and not make this thing a big deal. And there was something about in that moment where it clicked for both of yes. us because I said, "Wow, I need to apply that to my job because when we said that, the energy yes. of our whole exchange oh. Changed. And yes, then it did. The other thing that you did in the email, which uh, I want to highlight, because this isn't just—you weren't just—you were peaceful and firm, and you spoke with authority. Because you specifically pointed out some of the things that she was overlooking that were she wasn't doing her job as an editor. She made she was implying certain things that about the article that anyone else who would have just taken a second, taken a breath and actually read it. She was telling you to correct things. You were you were talking about your mentor who um, told you real things. And she somehow thought that hey, with all due respect, it's not there's not judgment about that person. But this is just something we can all learn from the person in that moment, for whatever reason, 
looked, thought that everything that your mentor was telling you was coming from God? Yeah, like I was having a conversation. I was hearing voices in my head. And, but it, yeah, it was just a conversation between me and a guy who really helped me out. So it wasn't comfortable with the, you using he, he, he as yes. God. And then was like, so the whole, a lot of it was just this misunderstanding. And yes. Then, but you, um, you let the boldness of your spirit come out in an inspired well way, and you made things very clear to her without being offensive, but being firm and authoritative. Yes. And we have an art, a reading from You Unlimited by Norman Lundy, and this is why I'm bringing this up. It says, speak with authority. We have been gifted with tremendous mental power, but most people would rather let someone else do their thinking for them. We have this wonderful thing to use, and we often choose not to use it. And then he even talks about how in Germany, a lot of these people wanted it. And well, Hitler was so successful because people wanted a leader to do their thinking for them, even though they were the top scientists, the top, all these different in their field. But he says, do you speak with authority? Do you use authority to meet the conditions in your life? Do you demand the best from life and then live it, embody it like like an heir claiming his just inheritance? Or do you meekly wonder if it is possible to achieve your goal? And when you, when, when I spoke to my friend today, when I was getting ready to leave school, the authority, which you said means like author. I mean, like it has the like word the author, author is like it means that, your authority on the subject you're, you're writing about. On that yeah. subject, but it also means you're connecting with the. I, I think of it like the author of, of life. life. Yes, God. you're connecting with your spirit. And you're speaking from the place where you realize that, where I realize that I have a voice in the writing of my life and that it matters. And when you wrote that email, you know, you went straight to without being uh, mean spirited or right. mean spirited. And but you spoke with authority. And I feel like that really helped her relax. Yes, it did. Because when you speak, that's what happened to me, too. When I started speaking with the authority that started coming through me, because I started speaking about what I know about and what I love and when I did that, it seemed like everyone in the room just starts to kind of relax because they feel the inspiration. They feel their own authority in those moments, too. Yeah, because we're not talking about, you know, bulldozing. We're not talking about shoving. And, you know, we're not talking about uh, bullying. No. We're talking about being right-sized, not right. less than we are right. and not, um, you know, full of which is still less than we are, you know, bravado, meaning like... Rrr. Well, because that's usually mask, always that's masking right. the fact that inside yes. we feel less than. So we're trying to present an outer image that we're more than. Because the, we are infinite when we tap into our infinite yes. potential. And we can speak from that without asking anyone else really permission because... We're not trying to. We, when I'm speaking that way, I'm not trying to change anyone else's mind about anything. I'm just letting it be known what yes. I know. Yes. And there's no. You can't really argue with it when someone is clearly speaking from their position of authority, in 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 when it's full of love and enthusiasm. Yeah, it really helps the the fact that when you could detach and not make it personal, because yes. that's what helped me with the letter. Right. And I just went through each item calmly but firmly, like no. Uh, this actually means this, and this is this, and here's the definition of that. Right. And the same thing happened just today when someone asked me um, what my fee was or what I charge for a workshop that I do, you know, an art workshop. Yeah, that, that zine I, we're making workshop. Is that what it was? Or, yeah. Or the, uh, yeah, yeah, one of those. Yeah, yeah. so it was that. And 
there's always this little part of me that starts shrinking because it starts hearing voices. Now, this is key, folks, because we got like a minute. you got to get this drilled into your head because this helped both of us all week. Right. It's not what you're thinking about me that makes me upset. It's what I'm thinking you're thinking about me that makes me upset. Yes. Meaning it's not what this lady is thinking about me in my mind. If I say, right, the, if I right. say the actual amounts that I get, you know, is she going to think that's too much? Then am I not going to get the workshop? Right, you know, right, all this. Right. I have to wait. I am making that up. Right. So the key is to detach with love, know who I am, and just state my case honestly. Right. So I just put, I just, instead of saying I charge, I put, and this is another way to do this that's way more accurate and may help you say your fee if you ever have to do this is I usually receive, because it's true you know, this price to this price. Right. And then let it go. That's right. And then let it go. And That's if you right. don't get that, you'll get something better. Yes. You know, and, you, and it, it's amazing. Her email came right back, very respectful. And right. okay, great. I'll keep that in mind. But, you know, just remember that. It's not what you or what they, and I'm saying you as, you know, someone other than me, is thinking about me that makes me upset. It's always what I'm thinking you're thinking about me that's making me upset or concerned or right. confused. Right, right. And that's when we got to say, what was I thinking? That's right. That's right. That is what's keeping me in my job because it's the voices in my head of what I imagine. That's that's where the stress yes, is Yes, it's from, always. Has come from. Yeah. So, And by the way, do a morning routine, uh, inspired reading, meditation, some affirmative prayer, choose some affirmative thoughts. That's what helps us oh, yeah. tap into this divine mind, this higher order of thinking, even when our surface mind starts to freak out. If I didn't do it, because then you're directly communing, communing with who you are, with what you really are on a daily basis. So you're constantly going to the well each day. Yes. And that really helps. You can respond. You're, then you're being responsible to yourself, responsible to everyone else, because at that point, and I know from my experience this week on several occasions, because when I'm connected, when I do the morning routine, then I could respond from spirit. And it always carries some enthusiasm and peace with it when we do. Because right. in all these things, there was enthusiasm and peace going forward. Yeah, the best part about it is spirit really means you're being who yes. you really are. You're able to respond from the truth of your being. Coming up next, smiling Will Rubio joins the show to read and discuss the daily word, lighthearted. Thank you for listening to Funniest Thing on Unity Online Radio. You're listening to Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, the best-looking guys on the radio. If you have a question or comment about today's show, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, friend us on Facebook at Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed, or email us at funniestthing at unityonlineradio.org. Now, back to Funniest Thing.
All right, welcome back to the second segment of Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Today's show is called What Was I Thinking with Will Rubio. We have a quick reading from Emmett Fox around the year with Emmett Fox. Yes, this is around the year with Emmett Fox. Another one of the staples of our morning routine. Yes, and uh, this one is from August 22nd, if you have the book. And it's, the title of the little reading is You Are Always Treating. And by treating, we mean praying or you know, giving a spiritual treatment. And it says, you are continually treating your conditions with the thoughts that you hold concerning them. What you really think about anything is your treatment of that thing. Many people have the idea that they're only treating when they call it treating. But no matter what you call it, your thought concerning any subject is a treatment. This is the reason visible conditions are always the expression of invisible thought. If you will begin systematically to treat every side of your life with a series of positive, correct thoughts and keep to this practice for even a few weeks, you will be amazed to find out how much everything will change for the better. And the Bible quote is from Romans uh, chapter 12, verse 2, be ye transformed by the renewing of of your mind. That is one of my favorite verses. You know, I got to say one thing, Ed, because we talked about the uh, my experience with the editor and with the teachers you talked with, right. and you probably felt this too. Right. These people that I previously, just less than 24 hours earlier, cast as my greatest opponent right, or someone right. getting in my way, when my mind let go of that and my mind got back, yes. like, back in tune... To reality instead of what was I thinking. Right. When this whole thing was over, which happened in 24 hours, the article was done. Me and her had some pleasant, very pleasant exchanges via right, email. Right. And it's all wrapped up and ready to go. I felt in love with this lady. I mean, I appreciated her challenging me because of all the growth. Right. And right. my, you know what I mean? And how yeah. I was able to develop even more in this situation. Well, you're a love machine, man. You never, you don't, we don't feel good unless we are being loving. Uh, same thing happened with my principal when I met with her on Tuesday. I thought it was for about this goal, goal setting thing. You know, one of the people that sometimes my mind casts is looking out there. And the going, villain. What's he doing out there? Why isn't he? Do-? You know, it's like she's like, I'll tell you one thing, Ed. I know you're 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 doing your job because I always see you going here and there. Because if you weren't doing, if you were just sitting at your desk, then I'd be concerned. So yeah, it's amazing. I, I felt this. I always I came away as a love machine there as well. Uh, speaking of love machines, we want to thank our listeners because we love you and uh, we appreciate you listening, sharing the show. Lord knows we never hear anything from the station about how many of you are out there, but once in a while we hear the numbers and we go, wow. <laughs> We might get scared if we knew how many people were really listening, so maybe it's God's helping us out there. But uh, if you want to send us something, mail it to Funniest Thing, P.O. Box 1312, Culver City, California, 90232. Man, I love having a P.O. Box because all the cool shows and things is when we were kids had P.O. Boxes. So yes. That's the only reason we really have it. But send us stuff. We love getting it. We love that scriptural candy we got from Dick Coxon last week. Uh, check out our website, DarylAndEd.com. Uh, you can contact us there on the contact form if you want to add the books to your reading list. I mean, to your uh, morning routine or your daily reading. There's a reading list there. We don't make money off it, but it's easy to order them online. We want to thank the chief engineer. The, oh man, we haven't seen him in a while. He but, but he gets handsomer. Is that a word? More handsome by the second. His name is Jeff Comfort, and each week he takes us right into the comfort zone.
Yeah, his name is actually Jeff Comfort. That's right. We want to shout out the prayer line. It's known as Silent Unity. It actually is the center of what Unity is about, Unity Online Radio. It's the prayer line, first phone line in Missouri, matter of fact. What was it, 1890 they set that thing up? Uh, is that what it was? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and, um, and it actually is. Oh, it's before. actually a verb. Me, like yeah. it, Silent Unity. Like when we get silent and we're meditating or praying in however form or whatever religion, whatever your denomination is or your religious faith, when we're doing that, we all belong in, we're all real. The realization is we are all in the fellowship of the spirit. We, right. It is silent unity. That actually is spot on. That was, we've learned is what the film was. It wasn't just a name for a phone line. It was, no. a, it was a, a concept that so enamored yeah. them that they realized that we can pray for people even if they're not present and our prayers are felt. And that really drove them um, the movement inspired them, like blew their minds, like, you know, made them giddy like children. That's why they wanted to share it. That's why Charles and Myrtle published these things to get the word out to then. Um, oh, by the way, if you want to call the prayer line, there's a prayer associate. They will pray affirmatively with you related to whatever you're thinking. If you want to shift your thinking, sometimes it's not always easy to do it on our own. It's helpful to have someone to pray with you. Their phone number is 800 now pray. They have an app, which is the letter U, the word pray. Daryl and I use it all the time. I used it for my school before I went back in from lunch yesterday um, because we're like Bon Jovi. We live on a wing and a prayer. Uh, And, uh, oh, yeah, which leads us to the Daily Word segment. Uh, Shout out, by the way, to Message of Hope. That's a a ministry that gets Daily Word magazine. And other spiritual things in Braille and Uh, to the blind. Yeah, yeah. So uh, if you want to um, reach out to them, they're a great ministry called Message of Hope. And anyway, so the Daily Word, we read it every day as part of our uh, morning routine. And we love it. It's been around for a long time now as well. I think maybe 95 years at least. Yep. And... um, since anyway, 1924. And then the part that the Daily Word pre- played in this silent unity thing was they realized that all the spiritual orders, one of the things they had was a daily practice. So they put out this daily reader, and you can use whatever daily reader you like, but the daily reader to put us in alignment with every all these great traditions that have these daily practices. Yes. So it gave people a way to do that. And so it's been the center of our show and our friend who's coming on to talk about everything, you know, discuss everything we've talked about on the show today, whatever's present for him, and, and the daily word that we chose for today, which is lighthearted, is our friend. He's an actor. He's really funny. And Yeah, he's very funny, and he's also the co-host of a show that is, I mean, this show is really like reading a morning reader. It is. It's one of the only shows that is like a reality show, reality-based show that is, 100% sincere. And it, I mean yes. that because I watch a lot of TV and th- this consistently, when you watch these episodes, y- you feel really good about people, about humanity, right. about yourself. And the name of the show is Random Acts. And their new season begins this month. October 6th, uh, yes, right? October 6th. And it's one of the few shows that's safe for viewing before bed. Yes, it is. Because it's actually recommended before bed because you yeah. go to bed feeling so much hope. And it's on BYU TV, wherever you are. If you don't have that in your lineup, you can get the app for free. That's BYU right. TV app. And you could watch the shows there for that's free. right. So let's welcome our friend, Will Rubio. How are you today, sir? 
Oh, I'm doing well. Oh, thank you guys. That's really sweet of you. <laughs> I brought my own sound effects. That's either I applause just... or it's hailing where you are. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I know we spoke at the break. And uh, you said that you've been thinking about a lot of things along these lines. But we, one thing we also spoke about is our friend Kirk Chelson got a lot out of something you mentioned, covert contracts. And we wanted to mention, maybe, I mean, I guess we, you, maybe you could quickly remind people what that is and what book that you found that in. Yeah, covert contract is the, and there's a lot of names for it, I believe, but um, it's when you enter into a, essentially a secret contract with somebody else, you are engaging in some kind of behavior uh, towards them, you are doing something for them or acting a particular way towards them to get something in return, whether that's emotional, whether that's having right. some of your needs met or something given to you back, um, but that arrangement that agreement is is never fully expressed to the other individual and when they don't respond in that way it breeds certain things within you over time it builds up resentment and what you realize is you start to resent this person that you've never really even given the opportunity to truly fully express how you feel right it is a uh, it's an unhealthy way to approach a relationship or deepening a relationship or communicating within a relationship I got that in a book called No More Mr. Nice Guy by uh, a fellow named Dr. Robert Glover. Mm. And, you know, to read the title of it, 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 it almost sounds like one of those um, sketchy pickup books or whatever. But it's right. not. It talks about the psychology of, of a, a particular type of conditioning that we receive as children or whatever it is that leads to these particular behaviors and and I think personally, from my experience with it, feelings of unworthiness yes, right. that kind of couple with it that aren't the best way to live. And as you can recognize those patterns within yourself and realize what you're doing, that is an increase of awareness that helps you to take a different path and do and do something different. Yes. Right. Since you brought that up on the show, I've been very hyper aware of how I do that more often than I care to right. realize, you know, within my own mind a lot. And it really has helped me um, cut the cord because I like to think, oh, everything I do is unconditional. But after you brought that up on the show, I was really like, wait a minute. I'm doing this, you know, like for situations even, you know, for anyone, for people right. I'm engaged in, you know, even a business thing with. Well, I'll do a little more here in hopes that then they'll be a little bit more forgiving over there, you know. Right. And you can't do that. It's got to be unconditional. Otherwise, I'm the one who suffers. Right. That's yeah. the key. Well, that's really cool. And it, it's that awareness to be like, wait a minute, I am doing that. That allows you to go back and lean into that discomfort and be like, no, I'm not going to do that. I'm going right. to change yes. this. I'm going to communicate more effectively. I'm going to yes. communicate my needs, which yes. is right. the core of it. You know. That's amazing you're saying it because that is exactly what I've been doing in work in this workplace. I've uncovered a lot of those type of things where, yeah, you know what I when I know it, it's it's happening for me is when it's like part of me thinks there's no way I could be myself and express that mm-hmm. in this situation. Like literally, like that's not on the table, you know. So I, then I gotta go in a second, you know. Like I'm at my best. My wife's. I've been. See, part of the way I'm moving through that is being more expressive with what I really feel like, like is going on on campus. I've met like-minded people that I did. I didn't talk to them because I knew they were going to be like-minded, but I just boldly expressed 
this is really how I'm feeling this morning. I'm considering, uh, I don't even know if I can do this job. You know, like these are things that I never would have wanted to Admit. share with people. But then all of a sudden that person goes, yeah, you know, I know what you mean. And it's not For like we're sure. commiserating, but it's more like, okay, how can we effectively resolve this or yes. find a better way to do this? That's like a lot of the questions that have been coming up for me. And my wife says like, you're a rock star. You know, like you need to bring that rock star you into that environment. And so sometimes I think to myself, I have to think to myself, how would I feel if my, I was with my wife right now or if I was with Daryl? Like, how do I, how does that, how do I feel when I'm being my whole yeah, oh self? Oh my God, I and can't believe like, you're saying that. It's helping me. This is actually really That's encouraging awesome. for me because I was, I've, part of me has been judging myself as I'm 47 and I'm still, you know, like uh, having to work on this. So I'm so glad we're talking about it on this show. There's no, you know, it's, it, there's no coincidences. Uh, I'm glad. Better 47 than 57 or 67 or 70. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah I was going to say, don't feel bad. I'm 59. But here's the thing. Uh, I was just thinking that this morning with this lady, with the one I had to respond about my fee, you know, she asked right, for, I just right. said, wait a minute, how would it, like if, I, if Ed just asked me how much this was, there wouldn't be this heavy, you know what I mean, feeling of yes. like, oh, I got to act. Right, right. And I would just say, oh yeah, I get this or this. And I actually use that, right. like, how would I be responding to this question right. if it was just Will Rubio asking me matter of fact, I right. wouldn't have, there wouldn't be anything there. Right. Like any barrier there right. of my own making. I think it speaks to this this inherent desire that human beings have to to have an authenticity. And authenticity requires vulnerability. So when you're right. around each other and you trust each other and you love each other, there is this understanding that I'm going to be able to express myself without this judgment. Right. And like you're saying, Daryl, we put that judgment on other people. We're not worried about what we're going to say. We're worried about what they're going to think about what we're going to say, which yes. when you right. think about it, is crazy. And right. they're going to live, you know, because yes. you are just as worthy to express a feeling, thought or desire as any other human being. And then like, as Mr. Rogers says, if it's mentionable, it's manageable. Uh, right. You know, just get it out there and let's talk about it because that doesn't right. inform the core of who you are. It's just a thought or a feeling that can be expressed and talked about. Wow. I love that. Yeah. Yes. That's really good. It re and you know what, too, Will? I'm sure you'll agree. Um, every time I am authentic, even though I'm afraid to be, and mm -hmm. I'm thinking I'm going to get hit with the worst, or somehow they're not going to like me, or they might be offended, it never turns out that way. It doesn't, yeah. It always turns out very positively for the most part. All and right. if not, if this particular thing didn't work out... There's no weird feelings because I didn't do a covert contract right. where, you know, where, yeah. where like my old New Jersey way of putting would be if any of my friends asked me, well, whatever happened with that guy? Ah, screw that guy. What right. do you mean screw right. that guy? He's a jerk. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> Instead of realizing, wait a minute, I cast him as that jerk and then I acted as if he was a jerk. So, of yep. course, he's going to appear in my mind as a jerk, right. but he's not a jerk. Right. Yeah, it's like a self-justifying image to make ourselves feel better. Whereas when you express it and you've been authentic, it gives relationships, whether oh. it's romantic or familial or friends, when you express something authentically, it gives you, it deepens it. Yes. It's real. Whereas like the, right. the appearances that we try to maintain oftentimes in our relationships at work and in other places are have this superficial quality to them because we're trying to maintain this balance of perception um, yes. and this social dynamic that we exist in versus 
leaning into that because that's when they deepen. That's when you like really understand where somebody's coming from. Right. Yeah, like that's the feeling I was trying to convey earlier about how when I responded to the editor and then she was like after this, like I responded from that authentic place and then she responded. And now this relationship in my mind and in my heart, I feel I feel like a, um, you know, for lack of a better, I feel love, a love in the relationship. Right. You know what I mean? This yeah, is a stranger. Yeah, this is a stranger to me, but I have this healthy right. feeling of love towards her. Right. Which mm -hmm. is part of the good, like you're saying, the, the healing and brings on the good feeling of, wow, I really do live in a wonderful world. Right. As long as I, my, like, what was I thinking? Yeah. Well, can I share a story about yesterday? Yesterday was my birthday, and wow. I, I decided... You know, I kind of put off planning something and finally yes. I was like, you know what? I, I want to make dinner for my friends. And part of me was thinking, wait, are you doing this for that external validation that you need to be like the, the guy that hosts that like takes right. care of people that does all these things? And so I was really using these essentially tools that are of personal development and learning about yourself via these morning routines and all these amazing tools that you guys talk about. I was able to determine, no, like I genuinely enjoy that. The difference is in previous years, I'm at that party nonstop doing these little things, trying to right. be that guy versus whereas yesterday I made the dinner, but I wasn't, I wasn't overwhelmingly trying right. to take care and make sure so that I could be perceived in a particular way. And I enjoyed the heck out of myself. And I love the fact that I was able to make people dinner. That is and awesome. So it's that self-examination and yes. that true understanding of self I, I i have really enjoyed that and leaned into that in in just a lot so in in the past few months actually yeah as i've tried to understand things i i um one thing that's really kind of blew my mind the other day is this this idea of like we all think about the soul and different cultures call it different things but essentially the soul is this is who you are, like your essence, truly. Right. And in this book I was reading, it talks about the like what what is that? Like who are you? And it talks about this subject object relationship. And like, are we our thoughts? I think, therefore, I am. We we have an awareness of the things that we're thinking, and we have an awareness of the emotions that we're feeling, and we have an awareness of the physical things in in our in our speech, but. We're not those things. We are the awareness of those things. So when we are feeling something like anxiety in talking to that magazine editor, and by the way, I want to read that letter that she sent you. <laughs> um, but like when we do that, it's like I'm feeling anxious, but I'm not anxious. Like that's not right. who I am. So what right. part of me is anxious right now? Let me lean into that and right. understand that this is just a feeling that I'm feeling that I'm observing, you know? Right. Yeah. You know what? I can't believe you brought that up. I haven't thought about this for a long time. But I had a really profound moment. I'll never forget when I was five years old. Right. It was like I went to this kindergarten, and, I, and it was at that time in a different town. But it was where my grandparents lived in that town. And I guess my parents knew they were going to be moving to that town, but I didn't know that part. So I had to remember, like, the address I gave the police 
was our home address. You know, if you're lost, you know, back then they'd say, make sure you know your address so you could tell a policeman. Right. <laughs> you know, it was a whole different world back then. I mean, policemen walked the streets and had those uniforms with the hat. Right, right. And, uh, you know. Did this, you this, live in London? No, this is the 60s. <laughs> Billy <What>? Bobby Clark. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it was, you know, these are like, you know, hey, hey, how you doing, kid? Where are you supposed oh, you to be? Oh, you in New York. That's right. So, okay, yeah. New York. So anyway, uh, it's actually New Jersey, but it was oh, the Jersey. same. You had guys walking around and, you right, know, whatever. Right, right, So, uh, yeah. So I had that address but then they said well if anyone at the school asks you it's this other address so it was a lot so i was very confused at in my you know kindergarten class and all the kids seemed to know where to go except me and then all of a sudden i was out there not like confused and dazed and anxious and all of a sudden this thought came to me and i felt at peace and the thought was i've always been me mm-hmm. like this objective like I am me. Right. Like, it wasn't attached. It was like exactly what you described. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't attached. I was like, I've always been me. And I could have been me for a thousand years. And the irony of it all is the me of me that I am today, I really am that same me that I felt in that moment. Right. I've gained more knowledge and I've had more experiences. But when it comes right down to it, I'm still feel like that same me, mm. that yeah. soul por- portion. Yeah, there is this like central repository of yeah. this awareness of the things that you're experiencing, and that is the collection of who you are. I mean, it is. I mean, it's a definitely a rabbit hole that can go down, to, <laughs> I which I love. I, like, I, mean, I love talking about these things. I love just. Um, life and these these experiences that we have as humans and as we we learn and grow i mean we're all different ages but we're going through the this similar experience and it's it's a beautiful thing yeah and and i think whether we call the changing us or we call that changing part like not us and we recognize the changeless part as us. yes the whatever that is the i think it's the visiting of the changeless part that has created a, a sense of security in my life that I, that um, I've always desired is by is revisiting the changeless part, the principles of life that are, you know, the principles that underlie that. Mm-hmm. Because um, when I go into this meditative place and then all that changing starts to dissipate, slow down yeah. and relax, and then it starts flowing in this like, joyous yes loving direction which is more harmonized with the changeless part of me that's like when jesus woke up in the boat and calms the seas you know but when we tap into that place within us it calms the seas naturally and it is the most amazing feeling well that's actually the moment where i start going what was i thinking because when i'm in touch with that during meditation i was like what was i thinking before where i was crazed oh shoot we are coming to the conclusion. We've got to read the Daily Word. Do you have the Daily real, Word there? Real quick. I have one more question. Oh, yeah, How yeah. do you personally get into that meditative state? Well, we do. I mean, I, there's a number of different ways. One, so you do like guided, actual guided meditations? and, and, and Actually, we, I, we lead I'm, guided meditations. So that kind of helps me. Leading a guided meditation gets me into that. But also listening to guided meditations as well as simply when I sit down on my couch and, you know, there's no law against having a cup of coffee or not having coffee, you know, just to get treat myself to something I enjoy. It could be tea, whatever it is. And once I start reading a spiritual book or something inspirational, even just a few lines, right, seems to start shifting things. And then I could start going into it. 
Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think the the premise is that the cork within us will naturally flow yes. to the surface when we just relax and take our uh, t- attention off of that fast moving energy. It begins to slow down naturally, and something from within us starts to bubble up naturally as well. All right, dude. Awesome, we gotta, guys. We gotta wrap this up. You gonna? Uh, what should we do? Let's re- we might as well read the Daily right, Word, and that we'll might that yeah. might be the song after that. Okay. So let's hear it, buddy. Well, uh, check out Random Acts. The new season starts October 6th. Uh, Will Rubio is going to read us the Daily Word, and then we're going to wrap this show up. All right. The Daily Word is lighthearted. I have a cheerful outlook and lighthearted spirit. Like sunlight breaking through the clouds, lighthearted moments break through any boredom or tension I may feel to bring a lilt to my day. My cheerful outlook amplifies my appreciation of blessings large and small. I notice wonders of happiness, beauty, and insight that build in my memories throughout the day. It may be hearing my favorite song, seeing a beautiful bird in flight, or sharing a delicious meal with family and friends. The tone of my day reflects my inner world. I commit to lighthearted living and hold fast to my faith that God expressed, expressing through me and everyone. I encounter beauty, grace, and ease everywhere I go with ever-deepening trust I am free to smile, laugh, and enjoy being lighthearted. A glad heart makes a cheerful countenance. Proverbs fifteen thirteen. All right. And I got to say this. It's a pill for everyone to take. A happy person never vibrates at the same rate as a germ. Come on, everybody. Tell me what's the <laughs> word. The word up. Visit Daryl.com to find easy links to everything we do. And thank you for being a part of Funniest Thing with Daryl Ned on Unity Online Radio. Word up! Thank you for listening to The Funniest Thing with Daryl and Ed. Listen in as these unlikely saints share more real-life stories of how surrendering to divine order always leads to better-than-expected outcomes. This program has been made possible by God through automated monthly transfers from Daryl and Ed's credit cards. Thanks for listening. This is Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world. Let go of everyday worries and find your calm with positive prayer from Silent Unity, the newest in voice-activated technology, available on any Alexa-enabled device like the Amazon Echo. Each prayer and meditation on positive prayer will help strengthen, guide, and comfort you. To enable it, just say, Alexa, open positive prayer. You can ask for a specific prayer on topics like healing, prosperity, and comfort. Give it a try today.